My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. I draw on them to bring you a podcast focusing on those of us who are wired for danger. In both the fight and the fallout, because my heart and mission is to serve you and yours, and what I know to be true as a wired for danger human. The quest for meaning Without a mission we are willing to die for, there is no purpose or meaning to live for. We are not special, but necessary. Our lives are often hard, and they rarely end well. But even knowing all of this, we just can't not do what we were born to do, because we can't stop being who we were born to be. If you are new, I hope you'll listen and see if any of this rings true. And if so, you are not alone. And with that, we are so glad you're here. I've been looking for a place that I'd rather be. I've been searching for my own destiny. I raise my gun to the sky and scream out loud. This is my life. This is my hope. This is what stand for now is the time to let it all out we are the young ones to fight for survival we will watch you like an eye of a fighter we are the young ones to fight for survival we will watch you like an eye of a Good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. I am recording this. It is Thursday, May 11th, 2023, and uh, the sun is getting ready to come up. I see a little bit of light, but the dogs have just quieted, and the only extra noise, as you know, recording these are nightmares these days, is I can hear some guy's generator has been running all night, but this is the best it's going to get for the rest of the day. So I I just wanted to check in because as I'm sitting here, today is supposed to be D-Day for down at the border. And, you know, if you're not living in the southern part of the United States around the Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona area, this probably doesn't have any great value for you, except it sort of does because it's affecting all of us. And right now I'm about 100 miles north of the border, so I'm too far away to be 
directly affected by anything that's going on because there's not going to be mass migration where I am. But I am on a direct, I'm on the highway that's a direct pathway to El Paso. So I feel kind of close. And uh, I'm hearing all those that I call us, right, are wired for danger people. They're getting super excited. They're getting ramped up. There's a bunch of people in reporter status and others, you know, heading if they're not already at the border because the push energy, right, this point of confrontation, the excitement, the energy being generated is increasing with intensity. And if you are born for the fight, this is the kind of stuff that you love. And I was thinking how hard it is for me. I really would love to just go down there. But, you know, with the two dogs in the car, that is never going to happen. And uh, I don't really have a role down there because I am not choosing to be a reporter. I'm not choosing to be a journalist because I don't want to keep talking about the problem. I want to talk about who we are in responses to all of these problems. Uh, and is it working for us? And, you know, in, at the same time, you know, we're having all these great big global things happen. We're still having our personal day-to-day -day experiences uh, you know, I left, it's been officially a week since I left. Don't think I've had a full night's sleep left uh, since then. So I'm a little rough getting super crabby because sleep is important. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't, and for those of you who are, uh, you know, short triggered on a good day, put in a little sleep deprivation and short trigger, you know, being irritated, things like that. It just increases exponentially. And you know, through all of this, and I'm watching myself and how I'm reacting to all the stressors and the uncertainties and, you know, trying to get myself settled, trying to make big decisions, that I'm responding it to it with a whole lot of push because I'm in a hurry because I'm nervous about what's going on out in the world. And that's where I really came up with the title is that there's great futility in fighting the fight response. If this is who you are and your default response is to push and to fight, push, 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 it's that push energy, then that tends to backfire when it's not at the right point of time to be pushing. And, you know, what's interesting about what's going on down at the border is that's been going on a long time and, you know, nobody was really covering it. But, at some point, someone got something out, right? And I don't know who or what or how at the, at the bigger level is that enough energy to push against got out. And a lot of it, I think, is the desperation of the border agents, you know, trying to reach out to media saying, listen, you know, we are in trouble. This is too much. This is happening. This is bad. That now you're starting to see those who are push fight people starting to charge down there because that's where the energy is. That's where the fight is. You know, when it was not exciting, there just wasn't very much activity, but it's attracting. It's like a light, right? And all the mosquitoes and the flies and the er insects, you know, move towards the light. That's how it is when you have that fight energy. When you have that fight response, you are drawn to that excitement, and trying to pretend that that's not real 
causes a lot of problems. And, you know, part of as we mature is having to evaluate when is our fight response serving us and when is it effing us up. And as I'm watching myself in my own tiny little white life, you know, how often it just completely gets in the way of anything that's practical or uh, helpful because a lot of my energy goes into places it shouldn't go or getting upset or draining my energy because I'm upset because of this default place I'm in and how futile it is when you're trying to achieve something that's not exciting, that's not a fight response, that is not uh, fun, it's not challenging, it's just the day in and the day out. And that can really create a lot of problems when you like the excitement, you need the excitement, you want to charge forward when the work is that kind of day in and day out stuff. And that's why it's so important to not have too many fight people in culture and civilization because otherwise nothing gets done, right? All you would do, all we do is stir up trouble. It causes problems for families. It causes problems at work. I'm doing a life review as we speak, right? It just causes problems. If everybody was in fight mode all the time, you have to have all types of people make civilization and culture run. But Speaking to those of us who are the Wired for Danger Fight people, I just wanted to point out how we work against ourselves in a lot of ways by being reactive. Uh, and in the five or the seven days now I've been here, I have moved so many times because of my state of reactivity and how that's a trend. Uh, and you see that, you know, with my content creation, I'm reactive. Uh, it's so difficult for me to hold focus. Now, whether that's an ADHD thing, uh, I think it's more of a push fight response thing because the, the difficulty for me to focus is really not because I can't focus, but because I want to focus on the fight and the fight keeps moving because it gets boring if you just stay in one spot and life is dynamic. It's in a constant state of motion. It is always moving forward, even if it's in a direction you don't want to go. And it can be tiny, like my fight the last few days has been against those. I think the reason I was getting so many bites is that those little flies called noceums, I, my first experience with them was last year. So I forgot about it. I thought, cause the dogs are white and I saw these black things. I thought, Oh God, we have fleas. Uh, but it turns out it's those little flies. And so, you know, there's not that many, it's not an infinite number of places I can go down here. So I'm at my back at the first campsite I was, but which is the third, third one running away from these stupid flies because I have bites on my face, on my hands, on my ankles, on my arms. And today is the first day I'm not on fire with the itch, right? And the itch, the histamine reaction is a fight response. It's fighting back against the insect bite. It is attacking, you know, the, the venom or the poison 
in an inflammatory way, and that's the body's fight response. And I'm fighting by picking us up and moving, pick us up and moving, you know, like, oh God, here I am again. I'm fighting against these microflies, and of course, we'll lose that. Uh, and as I, I just have to tell this story, because, you know, as a social worker, I you know, had a lot of people who were drug addicts, right, who would come in and they would, you know, do the hallucinating thing where they would see bugs that weren't there. Well, I was sitting out un under this sad shrub that was almost a tree, you know, at the end of the day trying to, you know, get some break with the dogs. And I was reading and I looked down and I'm covered in ants, these little tiny ants. And I'm like, oh God, I hope these aren't the fire ants. If anybody's been bit by fire ants, you'll understand why. So I jump up, you know, I sweep them all off me. I look for the source. They're not dropping over my head. They're not underneath me. I have no idea where the fire ants are or the ants are coming from. So I sit back down and I don't see any, so I go back to reading, and a few minutes later, I look, and there's like five times more. There must have been like 50 ants on me, and I jump up, and they disappear, and I'm like, am I hallucinating? Because I can't see the source of the ants, <laughs> but it's this constant siege, right? This constant fighting against the elements. Yesterday was really windy. It's the constant fighting against uh, the wind and the, the rain and the temperatures and the bugs. Uh, and what's interesting to me about this pers this type of lifestyle is I'm in a fight against all the externals that civilization has done a really powerful and good job to eliminate. Like so much of our civilized world is fighting the fight, right? We've got like the guy running the generator, uh, controlled climate, uh, control, I don't know if he's on medical equipment. Uh, we're off the ground. We lock the door. We keep the bugs out. The walls break the wind. The heat and the air conditioning uh, block the hot and the cold. Like everything about our civilized world is an attempt in many ways to control the elements and nature that if you are living in it, pretty much elicits the fight response until you can make peace with it. I remember as a little kid, I don't know what happened, but I was standing in an ant pile screaming and my mom is like, move. I just stood there. I froze, I guess, uh, because I was covered in ants. I was getting a bit. It was in Texas, so it was probably fire ants. And she's like, move, because I was standing there and I couldn't get out of the ant pile. Uh, and that's the reality that we all have all three stress responses. We don't know how we're going to react to any kind of situation. Uh, but for those of us who default into fight, there is a real futility to that in many ways that it works against us. And when you see what's happening at the border, there's an excitement that says, oh, I can focus on something that feels powerful. It feels functional. It feels important. And I'm not saying it's not, but there's a great sense of relief when you can drop focus on all the stupid, boring, uh, you know, endless day-to-day -day fights, the tiny fights that end up in a lot of futility and put all your energy, your focus, your passion into doing something that feels like a very appropriate fight, a very powerful fight. And it is, I'm not saying it's not, but, but for most of us and most of our day, it, we don't get to do that. We just spend a lot of time 
struggling with the day-to-day stuff that when met with the fight response just tends to make things a lot worse. Like I started in this spot. (laughs) Uh, There's no reason why I couldn't have stayed in this spot because now I'm back at this spot and I've lost, you know, how many days driving around, getting set up. Uh, You know, the positive is, you know, I get to explore the canyon I was in uh, was beautiful, uh, but apparently full of uh, no seams. And, you know, so it's good to get to see what I'm doing. And I was over at, for one day, I went over to uh, Holloman Air Force Base, and they have what's called an evaporative lake. And they, uh, the fighter pilots were taking off. And that is like the ultimate fight response to be able to experience that rush and how they train and train and train and train and train and almost never get to experience the dog fight. Uh, I, they actually have a dog park here, which has been a huge blessing. And yesterday I was, I was back in town because I was moving again, but I went, so I thought, well, let's just take them to the dog park. So I went there and there were a couple old military guys and a, a younger one, but the, the, uh, one of them was an old, he was 80. He was a fighter pilot. And I was, uh, talking about how you know it was fun to see them take off and he's fluent in in Vietnam but as I was talking to him I was so interesting I did not get the wired for danger vibe off of him at all so just because uh, some jobs are rush fight jobs doesn't mean that you are necessarily a wired for danger person in fact he represents the old view of being in war and how it was fun and you just don't think about it and you just put it all away and he started trashing anybody who had PTSD and uh, we got talking a little bit I said well I can't imagine uh, being like the flyboys when the planes very first came out and you know you would get trained to fly for like a day and then they would send you into the war and your life expenses expectancy was six weeks i mean talk about hardcore wired for danger people right like you don't even know what you're doing and they're sending you up in these death traps and you know you're going to die and i had said to him it must be really hard knowing that you are putting yourself in a job that is almost guaranteed to die and he said no the the vets who flew the helicopters knew they only had about a six-month life expectancy and he was real you know passe about it says no you don't think about it you just know this is part of war and and i'm not saying that's that's not true but the reason i wanted to point that out was you know listening to him i'm like well that's how a psychopath thinks (laughs) where there's no value to human life there's no value uh, to any of this. It's just fun and we're just killing people. And, uh, and I don't know if he was or he wasn't. He was just the old guy, the old world war, or the old kind of guy who just, uh, it was blase, right? It was passe. I mean, it wasn't real. And so I don't know what's underneath that surface. I didn't talk to him long enough to see what was real because that's kind of a front people put up. But it was so illustrative of how different we view things from our own personal perspective and how just because you have kind of a adrenaline job 
doesn't necessarily mean you are a wired for danger person uh, and how when you are a wired for danger person and you're not in a job that satisfies that rush that you can do a lot of troublemaking for the rest of your life and how the rest of our life is what most of our time and energy is spent on because I just feel so clear, you know, that we're wired for very specific purposes that don't happen very often, which makes the rest of our lives so difficult. Uh, someone sent me a, a video clip of a kid. I don't know. He was seventh grade, so I don't know how old that is. Uh, he was on the bus and the bus driver slumped. It looks like from the video, the bus driver was having kind of seizure. Uh, and he got up, uh, put his hands on the wheel and put on the brake. He was very calm about it uh, i saw a little i didn't watch the whole article or interview but because the interview was painful but the uh the guy uh interviewing was like oh man you know and he was all into it and the kid i just like on cue with all the stuff i keep talking about right uh, well i just knew i had to do the right thing <laughs> Now, talking to the dad, he's had quite a bit of driving experience, so it wasn't brand new for him. He understood the principle of motion and stopping and things like that. But to just recognize that there's a situation, there's a problem, uh, and to just get up and handle it, because he moved into the problem. And that is just so who we are and so wired to be that way right because none of the other kids got up I guess it was a bus of 60 he was the only one that got up and did anything how instinctive it is to move to the problem and want to fight solve it do the do the right thing and that is awesome in the moment that it's happening and it's just the worst for all the other areas of your life it just creates nothing but problems uh, it's good when you're in sports it's good when you're pursuing a job or a relationship there's periods of time where it's good but in all the boring parts of our lives there is a huge futility to it and it can cause a lot of problems and how part of maturing is putting yourself in a check and balance like not running to the border with two dogs in a small car in a, the heat zone that is dangerous for them. You know, it's not about, uh, I would love to go do that, but it's not good for them. And how we have to start uh, examining the choices that we make uh, at wherever we are, because uh, it's easy, and I'm talking to myself here, right? It's easy to get distracted and to lose focus on the primary objective uh, and start doing things that are creating problems so that we have a problem to focus on that we can fight instead of staying focused on what we need at that moment in time. And that those are the little ways that we get self-destructive that we don't really think about. And uh, I'm not saying it's not important to go do the big things because I think that's why we're here. We're here for those moments. But I just wanted to point out as the dogs start to rise and make noise here, right? I just wanted to point out that who we are also creates a lot of problems uh, and that there's a futility in trying to fight 
who we are. And so I think it's important to recognize it and try to work with it. Uh, and there's lots of practical things I could talk about, but I don't think that's the point because we kind of know all that stuff at this point in time, like to-do lists to keep yourself focused, right? Or, uh, you know, accountability systems to keep yourself on track. There's lots and lots of things we can do, but there's a stress and a frustration about the futility component of fighting against our true nature and how much energy that takes uh, and what's so easy for other people is hard for us. Uh, and then there's a lot of judgment and criticism about what's wrong with you because our strength is in the exception of our life and not the rule. And most people are here to be the rule and not the exception. And I don't mean that in an exceptional way. I mean that, that you know, that kid, that may be the one thing that he does in his whole life. Like he may have just come into this world to save those kids. And that may be the one big thing he does with his whole life. And that would be okay, right? Because if it was your kid, you would want him to be alive to save that child. And so... It's a frustrating balance because it's very imbalanced and it creates a lot of havoc. Uh, that's what I think is. That's why I keep going back to this Michael Yon. It's so interesting to me because he is so hardcore at Wired for Danger and his whole life is running around the world covering uh, points of conflict. But I can imagine how difficult it is because with all that travel, comes endless futility and frustration for the downtime, right? The excitement is the story. The excitement is the idea getting to the place. But there's also all the aggravation around traveling, which as we all know, has not gotten any easier <laughs> with time here. So uh, I just have been hyper aware of this work uh, this week as I am bouncing around, uh, fighting the elements again, fighting nature, fighting the bugs uh, to the exclusion, fighting not being able to sleep, fighting to stay awake when I'm so tired, uh, to the exclusion of getting anything else done. And I didn't come here to do that. I came here to look around to see if I wanted to live here. I came here to get some work done because I will say I have excellent cell phone signal. It's And I can actually face my phone. I don't know if you guys realize this, but when I was in the horse trailer up in uh, where I was camped at, or in my horse trailer up uh, in Pine Hill, I had to put the phone in the window and it was like this painful contorted position for me to even look at my phone, much less try to type on it. So uh, it's just like this freedom has been unleashed where I can pick up my phone, be inside my truck and face it without having to be all twisted up to have really good signal. So uh, that has been a great pleasure. So deep breath. So the sun is now rising. It's time to get the dogs out and do their real walk. But I wanted to just touch base and talk about this idea because it's not, we talk about the exciting parts, but it's really the boring parts that make up the most of our lives that cause the most problems and that create the most frustration, both for us and anybody in proximity to us, because we don't do well in the boring parts of our lives. It's not what we're born for. It's not what we're wired for. Uh, I think you can create a life that you do well in, but 
I think a lot of us <clears throat> create a lot of difficulty in our lives because it keeps our brain busy and our fight energy busy because there's lots of things at the boring level that we can fight against. It's just in hindsight and from the 30,000 view, looking down, there's a lot of futility, a lot of wasted energy. <clears throat> and I wish it was easier and I wish I had a perfect answer and I don't, but just wanted to highlight that because I've been having, right, these last few days, a constant fight to just get simple things done. I haven't even been able to make a cup of coffee or tea. I haven't boiled water since I left, just fighting everything I've got going on around here. So not how I wanted to be spending my time. And yet here we are again. <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. It's so hard. I fight myself so much of the time and it's such a waste of time and energy, but I can't help it. It's just who I am because at the same time, I know in the moments when there is important things happening, which is not, you know, my fighting the elements, when there is an important event or moment, that's what I was born for. And it's difficult to make peace with that, but I'm still trying. So uh, I hope this is of some help for those of you who, like me, are just aggravated beyond whatever as we fight the boring, futile parts of our life. But here we are. So deep breath. We'll see what happens on the border if there's going to be a flood or if it's just going to be a fizzle. But all I know is there's a lot of energy building that's very attractive to those who like the fight, which makes it very difficult for those of us who like it also to sit back and watch. But deep breath, my friends, and I will see you next time.